This episode is sponsored by the Learn Jazz Standards Inner Circle. If your goal is to level up your jazz playing this year and feel confident improvising over jazz standards, the Inner Circle has everything you need and more. With monthly jazz standard studies, a library of powerful courses, and a vibrant community of like-minded musicians, you're guaranteed to improve your playing every single month. Podcast listeners can get 50% off their first month when you go to ljsinnercircle.com. That's ljsinnercircle.com or find the link in the show notes. Now, on to today's episode. For today's episode, I want to give you a very actionable episode, something that you can take action on today. And one of the best ways that I think that you can really start improving your jazz solos and take the jazz language that you already know and get it to come out on your instrument is to compose a jazz solo. And I've done this before in the podcast, but doing this action can really help solidify ideas that you already have. And since I don't talk enough about minor harmony on this podcast, today's example is going to be over a minor blues. So I'm going to show you a solo that I've composed over a minor blues and challenge you to do the same. Let's dig right into it. Welcome to the LJS Podcast, where you get weekly jazz tips, interviews, stories, and advice for becoming a better jazz musician. And now your host, he's a jazz musician, author, and entrepreneur, Brent Bartstra. What's up, everybody? Brent here from LearnJazzStandards.com, which is a blog, a podcast, and videos, all geared towards helping you become a better jazz musician. As always, I'm excited to be here. I'm excited that you are here even more to learn with me. Today, like I said, is going to be probably a little bit of a shorter, but an actionable, an actionable episode, because that's what I want you to do, my friends. I want you to take action to improve your jazz playing. And on my mind lately has been the blues. Why has it been on my mind? Because me and the LGS team are hard at work at a brand new blues course called the Jazz Blues Accelerator. And for those of you in my 30 Steps to Better Jazz Playing course, you're going to love this because this is a practice program. That's what I think the most powerful courses are, ones that actually help you through a process to take action to really master material. And that's what this course is all about. However, I felt a little bit of guilt because I got an email from a subscriber this last week Ah, telling me, hey, Brent, I don't ever hear you talk that much about a minor blues. Like you talk about the other kind of blues, but not the minor blues. And no, my course isn't going to be talking about the minor blues because one blues is plenty enough work. Maybe it'll be a future course digging into the minor blues. However, I do want to spend a little bit of time working on minor blues. There's lots to be talked about there. And in future episodes, we'll talk a little bit more about minor harmony and how to start doing that and how to start you know, navigating minor harmony better. We will get to that, my friends, I promise. But today's episode, I want to go to the core of how I think you become a better jazz improviser, and that is learning jazz language by ear. And then once you've learned jazz language by ear, composing solos, because that's the material that you're actually latching onto by creating solos, by composing that's really what's going to come out in your playing. So today I want to dig back into my archives and show you uh, a jazz solo, an etude that I wrote over a minor blues. Now, this particular etude uh, is from my 15 Essential Jazz Etudes book, which is the first book I ever created. Um, so this is really digging back. <laughs> so I'm going to be playing this solo for you. There's going to be a little challenge, a little call to action. I'm going to talk a bit about the solo at the end of it, but first I want you to listen to it, all right? So let's check that out right now. <laughs> 
love me a minor blues. Ah, alright. <laughs> I'm not going to try to scatter. I'm horrible scattered. Let's stop this. Let's stop this. Alright, so that was my solo over top of a minor blues. Now, a few things about this solo um, that if I do say so myself, I like, okay? I mean, I wrote it because I really liked it. Is that such a wrong thing to say? No, I like this solo. I thought it was, I think it's a good solo. And I really think it's important to pay attention to a couple things. First of all, the simplicity of the solo. Now, notice I didn't have to play a bunch of crazy fast 16th note lines or billions of triplets in order to create a great melodic sound, right? Keep it simple, right? Have you ever heard that kiss thing? K-I-S-S, keep it simple, stupid, right? (laughs) Sometimes we just need to keep our solos simple. And sometimes simple melodic ideas are the most powerful, especially in the blues. The minor blues, man, that... That can get to your soul. So that's what we're looking for. So uh, number one is just the simplicity of it. Uh, Number two is just really honing in. Like you might have noticed like, hey, Brent, actually, it really sounded like not only were you playing bluesy stuff, like maybe there is some minor pentatonic stuff in there, which, of course, is a great way to easily play the blues, right? We all know that minor pentatonic scales, right? But you are maybe hearing me actually play the chord changes, Now, I talk a lot about how to play the changes on this podcast, so I'm not going to be going over a huge lesson on that today, but you may have noticed that I was landing on the thirds of the dominant seventh chords, right? And the thirds of the minor seventh chords. Not always, not all the time. That would get boring. However, when doing that in my jazz lines, in my solo, it really starts bringing out the changes because the thirds and sevenths, you know, but especially the thirds are strong tones that differentiate one chord from the next, right? Now, notice as well that from each chorus, and this is an etude, this is for, you know, etudes generally are teaching materials and not necessarily creative art pieces of art, right? So, Uh, There wasn't necessarily a huge arc to my solo, like in an artistic, creative way. However, each, each one was designed to play the changes and to continue on the same mood. So that's something you want to think as well as a theme and variation. And you probably heard multiple times throughout my lines how I did a little bit of theme and variation in there. If you don't mind, if it's not too much trouble, uh, if your ears aren't going to start bleeding, let's play it one more time. Try to listen for some of these things, the simplicity, the theme and variation. Um, These are important concepts in a solo to, to pick apart. So let's check it out one more time. chorus theme and variation right there it's a nice arc to the melodic lines theme and variation last chorus
variation again. Okay, this is the best part every time. And I know this. Listen to this. Yeah, like the walking, right? Like any time. I know this is just a backing track, but whenever you like, that's like my favorite part of a blues. It's when it's like you know, in halftime during the head. And then it just opens up to that soft, sultry swing, right? Oh, love it. Right, let's stop the track. So again, uh, just some things to keep in mind, because my challenge for you this week in your practicing is to take a minor blues or even just a, a regular blues form and compose your own solo over top of it. Now, you don't have to have all the knowledge of how to improvise over these things. The point is that you actually try doing it. You'll, you'll sort of learn right away whether you are able to do it or not, or if you have the language that you want or not. You know, some of the early solos that I composed were horrible. <laughs> like, I, I listened back to them like, oh, that was, that was pretty bad. But that was the best that I could do at the time. That's like what I knew. And the more jazz language I learned, the more I knew. Now, when I compose a solo, it's, it's, it's good, right? And the same thing will happen for you, but you just have to do it. And the act of doing is really what's going to produce the results. Um, if you would like, of course, you can learn my solo. You can either do that by ear, by continuously listening to this podcast over and over again. Of course, you can go buy my book. Uh, go to learnjazzstandards.com forward slash store, and you'll find 15 essential jazz etudes in there. I apologize to the B-flat and E-flat instruments. Uh, it was one of the first books I ever did, so I didn't compose it to fit all ranges like I do all of my books now, right? So it's one of the early books, so there's only C instruments, bass clef, um, however, you know, you, there's still lots of that language that you can get from it anyways, too. So, um, all right. So that's my challenge for you this week, a short, simple, actionable episode. Um, and, you know, I, I just I just want you to take action on this. So if you would like, go to our Facebook group, uh, go to learnjazzstandards.com forward slash community. Uh, if you aren't a part of that Facebook group yet, uh, that will redirect you to the, the Facebook group. And then, of course, if you're not involved yet, go ahead and ask for permission to join. It's a private group, so you have to answer a few questions to be able to get in. And then go ahead and just uh, uh, go ahead and record a video of your solo and just uh, hashtag the episode, episode 174, okay? So just go ahead and do that. And uh, that's a great way that you could just share your solo, okay? So that is my call to action for you this week. All right, now, if you don't mind, just at the end of this podcast, um, I just want to mention a few things. I mentioned taking action today. And so if you don't mind, a little bit of selfish, selfish? No, that was the opposite of what I was trying to say. I was trying to say selfless, selfless, selfish, selfless, self-promotion. Say that five times fast. Selfless, self, you know what? I'm just a little bit of self-promotion. That's all I'm trying to say right here. If you don't mind, I want you to take action. And it's the summer right now at the time of recording this podcast. It is blazing hot inside my home studio. Uh, the humidity here in New York City is oppressive. Uh, and the summer for me is really a time to focus and to think about, you know, it's a different chapter. It's a time to think about how to improve my jazz skills, how to, you know, refocus my practice efforts. For some of us, we work less, we may go on a vacation, things like this, or we may just, you know, stay home and do home vacations, 
whatever it is for you, this is a time to focus your practice efforts. Uh, so I would love to invite you into my 30 Steps to Better Jazz Playing course if you have never gotten involved in it. It has provided such huge, massive transformation for my students. And if you're in the 30 Steps to Better Jazz Playing course and you're listening to this right now, and many of you are, you, you're nodding your head yes, because this is a this is this is a really a program where I mean, I I tell you to take action every single step of the way, and I hold your hand throughout the entire process. It's a real jazz practice program that has totally gotten huge results for my students. It's not just me saying it. Um, you can ask anybody in that course, um, and we have plenty of testimonials as well. So I just want to invite you into that because I do this podcast for free. I do the YouTube channel for free because I want to help everybody no matter whether you have the money to pay for it or not. I'm, I'm That's fine. I'm just grateful that you're a subscriber, a listener. But if you're someone who wants to take things to next level, I want you to invest in your education this summer and go ahead and get that course. So you can find that at 30 steps to better jazz playing.com. 30 steps to better jazz playing.com. There's a free mini course that you have to get started in that. And that's just basically the first module of the course, but it'll help you get introduced to what's going on in that course anyway. So 30 steps to better jazz playing.com. And this is, this is a great time actually to do this course because if you really work on this course hard for the next couple months, um, my jazz blues course is going to be coming out later, and it's a great extension to 30 Steps to Better Jazz Playing just because it's another hardcore practice course. And if you like that one, you're, you're going to like both of them. So now is a great time to do 30 Steps to Better Jazz Playing. So make sure you get involved. All right, that's all that I wanted to say for today. Thanks for listening. I know this is a shorter episode, but I want you to take action on what you learned today. Um, you know, Maybe you didn't invest money in this podcast episode today, but you invested your time. And I want you to take that seriously. So take action on my call to action today to compose your solo. All right. I'll see you in the next episode of the Learn Jazz Standards podcast. Cheers and see you next time. Thanks for listening to the LJS podcast brought to you by LearnJazzStandards.com. Subscribe to the series on iTunes. And don't forget to join our jazz community at LearnJazzStandards.com forward slash newsletter. Hey, podcast listener, would you like to ask me a jazz question and get it answered here on the show? Then go to LearnJazzStandards.com forward slash ask. That's LearnJazzStandards.com forward slash ask. I look forward to hearing your question and answering it on a future podcast episode. LearnJazzStandards.com forward slash ask or find the link in today's show notes.